You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 201 with Jenny Stemmerman. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Jenny back on the show today. Today is going to be a casual show between friends. So I figured with everyone trying to figure out back to school stuff. So for me living in Nashville, we started back um, two Fridays ago and Jenny, she lives in Oregon and they have not started yet. So I know that there are people that are falling in between both of those camps. And so I wanted her to come on because I know for me that back in July, when we had to figure out what we were doing with school, if we were going to send our kids or if we were going to do online learning through the county, or if we were going to do homeschool and completely withdraw them from the system, it was super stressful. I mean, so stressful. I didn't even realize how stressed out I was about it. And then I found that once I made the decision, I felt so much better. Um, But so as we're talking, you know, Jenny's talking about how it hasn't started for her yet. So she's kind of in that, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? I don't know. And, um, you know, just feeling stressed. And so I just want you guys to know that you are not alone in this. Um, You know, you may not have friends that are in the same boat and you may feel kind of like you don't have anybody to talk to or to listen to. And you may be feeling like you're the only one feeling all of these feelings that are going on. And so I just wanted you to hear two different stories. Um, She is homeschooling her kids and I am sending my kids in. However, we are starting on, um, Serena is in first grade. She is going in and Skyla's in fourth grade and she is starting remote. Now that will be changing um, because the levels have changed for the better. Um, But even that, it's gonna be, um, you know, probably all over the place. And that was the risk that I was willing to take. And some parents were not wanting to do that because it was just too inconvenient and stressful. So If you're in that boat, I totally get you. And if you're going to homeschool, Jenny totally gets you. And if you haven't started school, we understand. And if you have started school, we understand. So um, I just wanted to have a fun conversation because I know this is so much stress and it's putting so much weight on our shoulders, especially as moms. And I just wanted you guys to know that you are not alone. And so many of us are feeling all the feelings that you are feeling about school going back and just you know, what are we doing about this during a pandemic? So don't feel alone in all of this. Welcome back to my favorite things segment. So I don't know about you guys, but with the kids being out since March and then summer and then all the stress of going back to school and trying to figure out what direction we're going to go with school, it has felt super easy to just fall to the bottom of the list and putting everyone above me and trying to make life easier for them, especially the kids. And I say this because even though I was successful at losing 50 pounds last year, some extra weight has crept back up on me because I have let up on some of the healthy um, you know, decisions that I made when I was losing weight. I kind of have let up on that. And I have talked to other friends too. Even if they don't need to lose much weight, they are finding that they're not making the best food decisions. They're not eating as well. And so they're just feeling, you know, lethargic and just kind of like, uh, you know, so even if you don't need to lose weight, you're just feeling like you are not kind of nourishing your body the best. This program is still really great um, for you guys. And so because I've heard a lot of you guys talk about this, I want to mention this um, because I do love the program. Um, If you guys missed my series last year, I mean, losing 50 pounds, I talk about the program um, that really kind of started my weight loss journey. um, And it kickstarted 
me to like just get going. And so um, I had the owner, Amanda, on the show, and she just goes over the program and how it works. And if you want more information on that, make sure to check out episode 167, where she goes into greater detail. It's really a six or I'm sorry, a seven week online program. And there are several dates um, that are coming up that you can join. So if you're ready to jump in once the kids are in school, then make sure to grab one of those spots. And even for those of you that are homeschooling, This is perfect because she goes over intermittent fasting, why it helps um, to lose weight, macros, and she provides a lot of recipes and workouts you can do at home. So if your life has been flipped upside down and you're just being home with the kids and all that kind of stuff, this is a perfect program. Um, So make sure to take care of yourself and just know that a healthy mom, both physically and mentally, is what our kiddos need. And so um, even again, if you don't need to lose weight, but you just want to like have a plan, have some structure, maybe just get healthier in the decisions you're making um, with food, working out and so on and uh, being accountable. This is the perfect program, I feel, just to kind of like jumpstart everything again. Um, So I just wanted to recommend this to you because um, I have a referral code that is $10 off that you can use. The the referral code is MOM, M-O-M. And I would highly recommend asking friends to join with you so you can do it together because you know, we're just not hanging out with our friends like we used to. And this could just be a fun way to connect for the next seven weeks. And you could just keep doing this on your own and just, you know, sh- you know, talk about the recipes and do all that kind of stuff and just have a good time with each other. Um, I did want to mention the sessions that are coming up are September 7th, September 21st and October 5th. And you can pick any session you want, even if that session is not the next session that's coming down the pipeline. And then that way you are in it and then you're good to go. Um, And all the links are in the show notes. So if you subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show, um, you will get this in your inbox every week. And that way you don't have to go searching for my favorite thing segments ever again. So just make sure you go to mominspiredshow.com. And then you just have to enter your name and your email. And this way you will get all my favorite things at your fingertips. And if you are not subscribed, you can always go to um, my website and just scroll the show notes and then you can find it that way. But I highly recommend subscribing. That way you don't ever miss an episode and all my favorite things. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Jenny. Let's go to the show. Jenny, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. I'm always so happy to be on your show, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. I always love having you here. I mean, I was like, wait, we haven't had Jenny on for a hot minute. She needs to get on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's so funny because it kind of feels like I was just on the show, but it's been such a wacky, crazy year that, you know, I know can't keep track of anything anymore. Yes, I know. It, it, It has COVID has skewed the time. Like it's like nobody knows what month it is. Like I keep thinking like we're in we're mid-August. I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) Twilight zone. I know. How do do we get here? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay. So, you know, I like, I like asking questions about travel, being a travel agent and all that. And because you've been on the show, you know, several times, um, I'm just going to change it up and ask you, um, you know, normally I ask, what is your favorite vacation spot and why I'm going to ask, you know, once things kind of let up with COVID and and people start feeling more comfortable with traveling again, um, where are you just dreaming of going? Anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere that's not within like 30 minutes of my house, I think would be (laughs) completely amazing to be completely honest. Um, You know, you know, you were helping me plan a 40th birthday trip Mm -hmm. to Hawaii with my family, my kids and 
I was so excited to take that trip. In fact, yesterday I was looking at my Google calendar for something in September. I was meeting with one of my employees Mm -hmm. and my flights for Hawaii are on my Google calendar, Amber. And I almost cried. I was like, oh, I really want to go to Maui in September, but that's, you know, not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. Not this year. I I definitely think it makes us appreciate the freedom that we have Mm -hmm. to be able to go on a trip. And so, you know, when we're able to, I think being able to exercise that freedom Mm -hmm. of being able to be like, I really want to go on vacation. I want to go someplace warm. I want to go someplace where there's a beach or, you know, cause we have like this bucket list of places that we want to travel to. And it's always like, well, someday, because if we take it for granted that we could have gone. And so I think once it's all over, we don't want to take that for granted anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and just being a travel agent, I mean, I'm just waiting for that moment to get people back out and traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than most of us. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't know if everybody understands this, but like with the travel agent, um, it's like a real estate agent. So they only make money once they sell that house, they close the house. So, you know, I did all this work in 2019 to book all these trips for 2020 and then they all got canceled. So it's like I did double work to make no money. So, I mean, yeah, to say it hurt is kind of an understatement there. So I'm just like, I just want to get, I just want to get people out there again, like in traveling and I really love it, you know, and helping people. And especially if I can't go, it's fun to live through them and and figure out like some fun things to do. And I was getting excited about your Hawaii trip. Obviously this was, you know, we were talking about this in February and, um, you know, just the fun things that you wanted to do with the boys and stuff like that. And, um, even though I wasn't going, I was like, oh yeah, that does sound fun and that they get to do that. And they're a great age for that. And, um, so yeah, I do miss it. So I really, I hope that we can get back to this in 2021. Um, I did do a travel series on where you can go this fall and next winter. M- mainly it's Turks and Caicos um, and Cabo and Cancun. Those are like the safe places to go. Um, so hopefully people will get back out there and, and start traveling again. Um, but it will be great when more places just start opening up and people feel comfortable with traveling again. So We'll get you there, girl. Who knows when, but we will. You know, it'll be be a bonus 40th birthday next year. I can can do it twice. Yeah, there you go. Um, Okay, well, let's get started because you know me. I could talk to you about travel all day long. And I could just talk to you all day long. So I got to keep an eye on it. Um, Okay, so for those that have not heard you on the show before, just share with us your name, where you live, how many kids you have, and I'm sure uh, their ages as well. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Jenny Stemmerman and uh, me and my family, we live in Oregon and we have two boys. My oldest is 15 and he's actually at the DMV right now taking Mm. his test for his driver's permit, which I'm like watching my phone waiting for a text message to see if he passed or not. (laughs) Um, And then my youngest one is 11. So yeah. 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 Time's going by fast. I know. Way too fast. Yeah. So what grades are they going to be going into? High school and middle school, ninth wow. grade and sixth grade. I know. Wow. Like, you know, when your kids start out in elementary school mm-hmm. and you kind of, like when you think about school, you think about like the crayons and the little desks yes. and like all yep. elementary school type stuff. Yep. And that's over for me now. Oh, I know. That is sad. Oh, I just got a text message. He passed. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so funny. That's awesome, though. Now it's a whole new level of parenting, Amber. Oh, I have yeah. a driver in Yeah, the house. that would stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. I'm already at my stress <laughs> capacity. I'm I'm glad I don't have a 15 year old right now. I'd be like, no, no, we're not doing this. 
<laughs> yeah. So let's all just pray for safety and sanity in our household. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about the kids actually going back to school and all that jazz and, you know, just living life with, you know, COVID and a pandemic. And, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, you have a podcast for Christian working moms. And um, so, you know, it's, it's fun to talk to you because you have a little bit different of an, a slightly different audience. There are working moms that listen to this, but you're just specific for that. And I always just love, you know, having a conversation with you, you know, getting your feedback and, and your ideas on what's going on um, with your group and whatnot. And um, so I thought, you know what, let's have you come on. And because you do live in Oregon, you live on the West Coast. You haven't started school yet. I'm in Tennessee. We just started on Friday. And um. You know, I just thought it'd be fun for us to just chat and kind of have a, a casual conversation about, you know, what it's like being a mom right now with school aged school aged children and um and just the stress that's happening. Um, I know for me that um because we start so early because we get off before Memorial Day, um, that we had to decide if we were going to go back into school. Um, in July, so the end of July, it was right before I went. Um. Um, went out of town and I was stressed to the max. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like it was causing me tension headaches because I just felt so stressed out trying to figure out what should I do? Like, I want to make the best decision and I want to make the best decision for the kids. And I don't know. And um, if they go into school, will they go to remote if COVID hits and then either back at home anyway, should I just do online and follow the county's schedule? Or should I just completely withdraw, completely do my own thing and, you know, live that life. I don't know. So I kind of went through that whole like up and down and all that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> and then you can share with us what you're doing. Um, it was super stressful. I kept kind of reaching out to other people being like, so what are you doing? There's a lot of people that were going to just do the online. Some people were going to just do complete homeschooling. There was a lot of people who are like, I got to send my kids to school. Like, you know, you have working parents that are like, uh, yeah, I kind of rely on this. And so it was just interesting to hear all the different perspectives and stuff like that. So what really kind of made me feel better is our principal and vice principal, um, they're both women. They're so great. They did a Zoom call and um, it was just great to kind of ask questions and to hear what they had to say. That truly is what helped me make that final decision because I was just like a hot mess. Like I was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and it was stressing me out. And so, um, but that call is the is what I decided. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just send them in. And then when I was out of town, it we're at a medium level, which means kindergarten through second grade, go in, mask all day, and uh third grade and up, so third to fifth, um, do remote learning. So and it's it's middle school and high school, but I'm just talking about the elementary school. And so that meant Skyla would be home remote learning, and we would evaluate every two weeks and Serena would be in, which is the most bizarre schedule. And I realized that I did pick that. I knew that would be a possibility. Um, so that leaves me with one child home, one child going, which hello, that doesn't help anything because then I kind of have, I have a split <laughs> schedule, right? And yeah. so, um, it's like, I am like, okay, so I'm like getting Serena's lunch ready. And then I'm like, okay, so now I just make Skyla's lunch as if she's going to school, because then that way she's set. And then I don't have to worry about in the middle of the day. But it is really weird for Serena to be going off to school and then Skyla staying home with me. And she's older. Like, it, it, it's, I don't, it does like a mind 
like warp on your head. You're like, I don't understand. You know, you're used to like the younger child being home, right? And then you're sending off the older child to have it flipped. (laughs) It's very weird. It's very weird. But good for you though, for like creating some kind of normalcy and routine around it. Because I think that's the thing that's throwing me for a little bit of a Mm. loop. You know, we, we do these different patterns and we have these different seasons of life and rhythms that we, we run through in our life. And for years, you know, especially having a high schooler now and a middle schooler, it's been been years Mm -hmm. of back to school where we purge the clothes, we buy new clothes and we buy the school supplies. And, you know, you kind of go into these like rhythms and habits. And while you think like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Once it starts to get towards, for me, the end of August, and then that's when we, you know, are going through all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, we don't have to necessarily do that this year. Yes. It feels very Mm -hmm. weird, but to have I give you kudos for creating that like sense of normalcy of still creating those lunches and, you know, doing those normal things. Yeah. I just, you know, and the thing is, I think too, living on a two week, like schedule is stressful. And I realize this is why some of the people decided and opted for online. They're like, I don't like this inconsistency. I get it. I like consistency too. Um, However, um, and we can talk about like your kids and their personalities and all that stuff too. I, what I felt for me is that Serena just being in kindergarten last year, she missed, you know, from March on really learning to read and, you know, being so young and having to get this foundation, I'm like, she needs to be with teachers that like are really good at this stuff. Like they, they are meant to be this way, like, because I was not built to be this way. And so I'm like, she needs to get back in, especially because I know if she's, even if we're at medium level, she's going to still go in. I felt like she needs to have that. And so where Skyla, she, I don't worry about that as much. Like she still has to do all her stuff, but the foundations of like reading, writing, she already has down. So I'm like, man, Serena really needs this. I feel like she does well with other peers. And um, and so I had to just really think about that. And I don't like that we have to think about this every two weeks. Um, like, is my life going to keep changing? And I don't do well with change to begin with. So then, so then to keep having to change, I knew I would take this on and I, 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 you know, it's hard to guess, like, if you're going to feel like, is that the best route to go or not? And the thing is, all different states, all counties are doing things differently. So um, people in Michigan, you know, because I'm from Michigan, they're doing things completely different than what we're doing. So it's very interesting to hear how everyone is doing things. So like they may be doing half day in school, half day online, which to me seems so stressful to be like, but oh, ev- but everyone's going. So that means Skyla would be going. So this is what I mean. I'm like, I, so I don't know which one is the best route. I have no idea. And we're all just trying to guess. And, um, but then, but then if we do go back into school, that's going to make a complete shift because then all the kids are going back in. And then so what's happening for Serena, they break into two classes. So her first grade breaks into um, so two groups. So she's in she's in a group of nine. And then there's another group of nine um, in her class. And so when we're at this level, she's with only eight other kids and she stays in that classroom. Now, if we go back to low, then she merges back into that other class that she had, the other group that she hasn't even been in a class yet with. So, so it's almost like she only knows her little group of eight 
So she would then have to merge into the bigger class, which is still not big. I mean, um, so I mean, they have like oh, 18 yeah, that's kids. Still pretty small that's classroom. Small. Yes. And so, um, but she would have to, so then that would change for her. And then, um, and then Skyla would go in. So, uh, you know, it, it's like, I'm trying to not, it's like, okay, I, I, I don't want to get stressed out about it, but I know like, okay, so when are they deciding this for Skyla? Because this Friday they will have been in school for a week. So if they're evaluating every two weeks, we could just be, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, this seems kind of Hopefully they keep it somewhat consistent and not yeah. just like, you know, change it every two weeks. Cause that would just be a well, little bit craziness. Well, if it changed, if, if it's, they're basing it off of a number. So if that number gets low enough, then that is what pushes them to go back to school. So if the number then goes back up, then they have to go remote. And so this is where I'm like, what are the chances that she's actually going to be going to school? I don't know. And so, um, I don't know. So what I wanted to say, and and I'm going to have you talking in a minute because you are still waiting for that process. You're still waiting to start. And I've taught when right before school started, I talked to a lot of moms. I was working out all that. And people were just like, I'm going to have like an emotional breakdown. Like I'm going to have a mental breakdown. Like they're just so stressed. Like they're just kind of, you know, they're running the thing like, okay, how are my kids going to do wearing a mask all day? Or I don't want my child to get COVID or I don't want my kid to be on a computer all day. I don't want my kid to be doing remote learning. That's not what I signed up for. I pay taxes. Like I, like I have, I have seen and heard all (laughs) of these things. You know what I mean? Like Uh why the heck are we doing taxes? I bought in this area. I was like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, Oh my gosh. Like I can't even like, I can't even read this stuff anymore because it's stressing me out. And so, um, so I get it. And then people, I think what's, what's frustrating too, for people is you're used to sending kids to school, you pay your taxes. Well, now in order to get that same level of, um, you know, socializing and whatever, you now have to pay money or you need to give up a lot of your time. And, and so just to get back to where you, where you, yeah, you're at, or just to get back to what you're used to as your normal. And I think that's really frustrating. You know what I mean? Because you're like, hi, I'm used to this life. So now you're telling me I need to fork over money and put my kids into tutorials or whatever, or now I need to do pods or whatever. And now put my time in, you know, and then that's not even talking about all the working parents who I've seen over and over again saying, um, has the school system even thought about uh, double working parents? Like, what are we doing with our children? And so, um, so as a whole, I'm like, yes, this is, this is so stressful. I I'm thankful that I can be home. I can do the podcast travel, all that kind of stuff from home. So Skyla can be home and it's not um, a huge issue, but if I had to work outside the house, I don't really know how that would work. And I feel for all the parents that are coming up against that. Um, so with you having, you know, working moms and stuff like that, what are you finding in your, um, you know, your membership and stuff like that, that, the moms are, you know, kind of stressing out about and how are they kind of overcoming all of this? Oh yeah. I mean, we have over a thousand women in our working mom community all over the world. And we've been, this has like been a hot topic for us for months on what do we do? And I honestly, I couldn't live with like the indecision. I couldn't live with the, like it was just eating me up, like not Mm -hmm. knowing. And so Um, And really for my kids, not knowing, like I wanted to give them like a stability of this is what you're going to expect when you go back to school. Um, And so we made the decision to homeschool. Now I work probably 50 hours a week. And luckily the majority of that I'm able to do working from home. 
but it's, it's going to be a bit of a juggle to try to figure out how to homeschool kids. I mean, luckily my kids are a little bit older, um, but you know, it's like, I'm still like, am I really making the right decision? But our school district, they, um, at first it was going to be a little bit of a hybrid, uh, where you go to school, you know, part of the week and then part of the week you do distance learning and it was just going to kind of be all over the place. And then last week they sent out an email saying that there is going to be no in-person learning until January. Whoa. So you Yeah. So you, so in that regard, I feel like that kind of makes it an easy decision. Like then you're, you're like, I might as well just homeschool them. You know what I mean? But then just like, <laughs> right. But then just like anything else, you know, once you make a decision on something, at least for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> do I re- do I really know how to homeschool? Do I have the patience to homeschool? What if I mess them up? What if I set them back? Like I, I just, you know, it's very overwhelming to mm-hmm. do that, to yeah. start getting into that world. I mean, even just taking them out of the school system. Yeah. That feels like weird. I, to, I bet. Yeah. Like oh, withdrawing. Yeah. That feels scary. It's so crazy. Well, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we had to email, um, the register for the mm-hmm. school district. Then we had to send in a formal letter to the district. So two different departments. And then there's a whole different educational system that handles homeschool, um, for our state. So we have to then enroll them through all of that. It's like such a process and that's not even picking the curriculum or anything else. Right. Luckily, we were able to join a Christian homeschool co-op that has a lot of other moms that have been doing this forever. Yeah, and they're probably good. annoyed with me because I'm in the Facebook group all the time. Like, what about this? And what about that? And who knows about this? And it's just, you know, it's a lot. And I'm yeah. excited for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm. Uh, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to take in because it is so very new. And we've honestly, I've been wanting to homeschool my kids for yeah, a while because yep. where we live, you know, it, it's very liberal. Right. And we're you know, a Christian family and and my kids have, you know, been teased for their faith at school or even punished for their faith at school. Um, you know, and so that's been like a big concern for us. And so I feel like this is kind of pushing our hand into what is best for them. But at the same time, I'm still grieving like the fact that my oldest son is going into high school. Yeah. I remember my high school years, you know, when I was hanging out with my friends and had off campus for lunch and, you know, just like all of the football games, like all of the things that come with high school and the dances. And I, I know logically that even not homeschooling, that's not in the cards you know, until 2021 for them at this point, even if they were in public school, it would be distance learning. Yeah. But I still grieve for that, you know, and it's sad to think like, what kind of childhood is he going to have and how can I make the best choices for him? And then the other side of that is, well, maybe I did make the best choice for him because we can still have him have social interaction, but we get to have that in a little bit more of a controlled environment. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's where I think you have to just think about your kids, what the situation is going to be through your school district, kind of like what you're saying, they're already going remote. So I mean, to me, it's like, so then you just decide, are you going to do remote? Are you going to do homeschooling on your own? Now for here, you can decide at the new semester to send them back in. I don't know if that's the case, not saying you will, but um, are you able to make that decision um, come January to change it? Or do you have to stay with it till the end of school year? No, I think that we can put them back in whenever we want to, um, which is nice to be able to have that flexibility and to have that grace. Yeah. But at the same time, like 
I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm not I don't saying know that you would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say that. So for here, you can't toggle back and forth. So you have to decide to at January, you can switch over because I think administrative purposes, that would be very challenging yeah. for all the teachers. Um, so I do think it kind of helps um, people to know, like, they don't have to do this the whole school year that they could change in January. So if they find this is too much. Uh, for a few months, you know, that they can change it. Or if they're in school, they can pull them out and be like, I can't do this. This is too much. But going along with our kids, I was saying this to before we started recording is, you know, Serena's my youngest. She's in first grade. And, um, you know, she's so outgoing and she just loves being around her friends. And so that was one reason why I thought about like, I think she needs to go. And she has loved being at school every day. And that makes me feel so good because she comes home and I'm like, what was your favorite part of the day? Everything. Like, and so it just makes me feel like, okay, this is so good that I sent her. Uh, But, you know, talking about what you were saying before about like grieving and kind of like, you know, you're sad about certain things. They can't play in the playground. So that's sad. And um, so, and of course they're wearing masks the whole time. So she had a uh, picture with her teacher. They both have masks on. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, this picture makes me happy and sad. I'm like, so, you know, and so there's just those things, you know, that are different and um, they take mass breaks. And, you know, uh, someone has said to me, like, if we can just think about this um, as if we are in a war, like it might be easier because when you think we haven't really had to go through that, our generation of, um, you know, wars taking over our country and stuff like that, where life comes to a halt, like it does not look normal. And I think because we don't have anything physical like that, and like that's going on, I think it makes it harder for us to let go of things, because it's almost like it doesn't exist unless it's happening directly to you where a, a war was taking place husbands and stuff. Well, now it'd be like men and women, I guess it'd be, I don't even know how that would work, but like, you know, taken off to war and stuff like that, it would be more in your face and you would realize like, okay, this makes sense why things are not normal. We're at a war. And so with where now it's kind of like, you have all the different <laughs> views, just like election on everything and like what you what you think is right, what you think is not right. What do you think people are doing that they shouldn't be doing and so on. And it goes on and on and on and on. Right. And then and then you have to decide all this other stuff. I say to people who have very young children, I'm like, oh, my gosh, be glad that you're not in the school system right now. Or people who don't even have kids. I'm like, man, COVID with no kids. <laughs> <laughs> looks right because then you so just different. have to worry about yourself yeah it looks so different I think that that's the hard thing for for being a mom is that we have to deal with our own mental stuff around everything that's going on and our lack of routine and the grieving and you know the uncertainty and the doubt of the decisions we're making but at the same time we have people we have to take care of like there's these little people that we're trying to protect from certain things that are going on maybe in, in the culture and, you know, over at your life rocks, like we're talking about the eight different areas of life always that we balance as a working mom, but there's also eight different areas of our kids life that as a mom, like, like you were saying with your youngest, like you, you know, her friendships and making sure that she's having fun. I mean, like even in wartime, we want to make sure our kids are healthy and they're happy and they're getting everything that they need in order to thrive. It just might look different, but that's for on our shoulders as the mom to be intentional about leading them through that. And that's where it gets really difficult. Yeah. And even, you know, as for ourselves, and I was talking about this, like, you know, uh, for those of the listeners that know, you know, that I lost 50 pounds last year. And, you know, I really, 
you know, because Serena went into kindergarten. So I was like, okay, like I finally have this time to like, okay, focus on myself. I don't have any toddlers or babies hooked to me and like, you know, with them all the time. And then I even got gypped on that because COVID happened. (laughs) I'm like, seriously, can I have one year that they're in normal school? Come on. No, just joking. But there's a lot of moms out there that probably really, you know, resonate with what I'm saying. And so um, I can tell that I've not been able to focus um, on myself like I hoped and planned to. And, you know, I wanted to continue my progress that I was making and I came to a halt. And it's not like I let everything go out the window, uh, but I definitely am not doing the things that I was doing last year because now, you know, the girls are a top priority with trying to help them with this transition and um, make life seem normal to some degree. Like, you know, things are not like what we used to know as normal, but just trying to like, not just make them be so fearful um, because there are people that their kids are so fearful that they don't want to do anything. And I don't want to do that either um, because I do lean to fear um, just in my, my natural personality, just growing up and stuff like that. Um, Not to the point of anxiety or anything like that, but um, I just feel like I need to try to be careful to not make them be so fearful of everything, Um, but also being cautious and aware and being smart about things. I'm not saying like, just go do whatever the heck you want. Um, But just that's a, find balance, like trying to figure that out, you know? And, um, so that's taken like brain, like capacity that like I didn't have to do before. So like, I can tell like some of my stuff is getting pushed to the side that I'm not able to focus on business wise, um, you know, health wise, physical, like exercise wise. I mean, we weren't even going to the gyms for so long. And so I could tell that I regressed in that. And, and I just want to say to the moms out there that like, it's okay if you feel sad about this, like it's okay to not feel okay. You know what I mean? Like this is a lot. And the one thing that I highly recommend though, is that, and I'm speaking to myself is, um, to do the best that you can to accept where we are, because if you keep trying to hold on to what things were, I think that is what makes things so hard. And that, that makes it so stressful. And again, I am speaking to myself, like this is something that I am constantly having to work on. And there are some days that I just want to be like a toddler throwing a tantrum and being like, I'm done. (laughs) And I want to go back to the way that I had it. And so, um, (laughs) and so I just say that because for all of you moms out there that you're feeling that and you feel bad that you feel that because people might be like, find the silver lining or what blessings have come out of. Yes. Blessing. There are blessings. But but I do want to acknowledge that this is hard and a lot of people are feeling that this is hard and it may look very different and we're grieving in different ways. And I just want you guys to not feel alone. Um, but Jenny, I did want to um, ask you, you did mention the eight different areas um, of life for kids um, and how do you think through all of that kind of stuff? Did you want to touch base on that and kind of like what you've been teaching in your group? Yeah, sure. So it's been interesting because, you know, like it's hard to lead a group of Christian working moms through this when myself as a working Christian mom, am trying to figure all of this out at the same time, because it is so right. different. Yeah. Um, but that's really why we teach a lot about life balance because it's balancing as a verb. It's not like a destination that you get to. It's not about perfection, but it's just truly about analyzing where you are and doing the best that you can and everything that God has called you to. And one of the things that we've been doing this week inside of the Life Balance membership over at Your Life Rocks is we have a a course called Clear the Chaos. And a few times a year, we do the course live together. 
um, just so everyone can get some coaching around it and, and we can kind of do it together as a community because I feel like there's so much solidarity that comes from that and support and accountability as well. And one of the activities that we did this week uh, was really thinking about the eight different areas of life and kind of looking back over the last 30 days and analyzing like how much time have we put focused on those particular areas and which areas are causing us stress. Because sometimes I think we can think I'm sad or I'm stressed or I'm frustrated or I'm angry. But this is something you and I've talked a lot about in the last couple of years mm-hmm. is really identifying like, okay, I feel stressed or I feel upset about something, but why? Like, what is it? And really identifying those feelings. And so when we think about the things that are stressing us out, really kind of thinking what area of life is that? And then why is that particular area causing stress or conflict or sadness or grief or whatever it is? And then that way, once we identify it, we can kind of do something about it. And while I was going through those exercises for myself, I was like, oh my gosh, it's parenting all the way 100% across the board. That's the area of life that's completely stressing me out. Mm -hmm. And in our back to school guide that we have, we kind of break out those eight different areas of life for our kids. And so I was able to then trans translate that for myself to say, okay, I'm stressed out. What of these eight areas can I really step up with for my kids? Because if I'm in action and I'm helping them have a more positive result, I know that's going to take down my stress in that particular area because we can't control everything. Obviously we can't control what the school districts are doing or anything else. But if we think about the things that we can control, then it just empowers us to do so much more. So when we're talking about the eight different areas of life for our kids. It's their faith, friendship, health, family, education, money, personal responsibility, and fun. Because, you know, sometimes we can get so focused on, like right now, the education portion of it, um, you know, and are they going to go back to school and are they going to fall behind if they don't go back to school? And what's that going to look like if it's distance learning versus home um, schooling or, or whatever it is that you're doing? But we also have to start thinking about things like, what are their friendships look like and how, even if it is distance learning, how are we helping to support them and having healthy friendships? Because we know as moms, like we need community. I need you, Amber, as my friend, as my person that when I'm stressed <laughs> out, I can send you a message to be like, will you pray for me? Or I just need to talk this through. Our kids need the same thing. Yeah. And so we need to be able to be thinking through those different aspects of how we're supporting them in those areas. Because a lot of it is not in our control, but like their health, for example, if they're doing distance learning and they're sitting in front of a screen all day, they're going to have pent up energy. I mean, kids are little balls of energy and they need to find a way of getting that out. But then that's where us as parents, we can really be looking for those other influences to help support our kids in those way. And I know for me, when I'm being proactive, my stress level goes far far down versus if I'm just being reactive to everything. And so that's the whole point of, of everything that we're doing at your life rocks right now with the, having a solid foundation around going back to school. So we can be proactive and really lead our kids in a balanced way, because I don't know about you, but like the, the first part of 2020 threw me for a loop and I have just decided, I don't care what happens for the rest of the year. I'm I'm in control. Like obviously God's in control, but I'm not going to be a quote unquote victim of everything that's going on around me because I just don't want to live that way anymore. I'm done with it. I was going to ask you, so where can um, the listeners get the school guide that you were talking about? Yeah. So it's the first time I've actually put together something like this. That's not just for members. Usually 
all of this just goes into Life Balance membership. Um, but they can get it by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash shop. And it's right on the top. It made it really super affordable. Um, but it really kind of breaks you through like five different steps of one, how to be proactive about those eight different areas. But there's like checklists in there for purging stuff and getting rid of things and resources to help you organize. So it's really about diving into all the different areas of life. So you have a solid foundation as you go into the rest of the year. Perfect. So um, do you mind sharing with us? um, How much does it cost? Only $14.99. Yeah. So that's awesome. And you guys, normally what she's saying is you would need to be paying um, monthly for a membership in order to get all the stuff that would be free because you're paying for the membership. So she's doing something outside of that so that you can snag that because she knows not everybody can afford a membership right now or wants to get into that because she knows everyone has their plate full right now, but she wanted to be able to give you this resource. So make sure to snag that. Um, I will put that on the show notes so that people can go directly there. Um, As we close, Jenny, is there anything that you wanted to add, any advice that you want to give to moms um, you know, that are just struggling with the unknowns and, you know, just, I don't know that they just may feel kind of paralyzed, you know, and, and what, what is to come and, and just not knowing what to do. Yeah. You know, um, I recently did a YouTube video about self-care as moms. And I think it's important for us to remember, cause sometimes we think about self-care, um, and taking care of ourselves, which we all know is super important, but as like an extra to do, and it just adds extra stress. But if you think about taking care of yourself right now, in the same way that we just talked about taking care of our kids and making sure that they have are taking care of their health, they're taking care of their friendships and all of the things that are going to help them to be well-rounded, we need to make sure as moms, we're filling up our own buckets first. So think about the things that you're eating you know, would you feed that stuff to your kids or would you not think about the way that you are sleeping, the way that you are inter- inter- interacting with your friends and and having those different outlets for your stress, just the same way as you would take care of your kids, you need to take care of yourself. And that's why it's called self-care. So don't think about it as like an extra thing to do, but think about how you need to take care of yourself as if you were your own child. Yeah, I love that. And I think because a lot of people just think self care is like mayonnaise patties. And that really isn't it's really just, you know, what do you what do you need? Like mayonnaise and patties are not what you need. It's like, but you need nourishment, you know, you need you good need a food. good night's sleep. Yeah, you need stability sleep. in your schedule, yes. routines. Exactly. Yes. You need water. You need, um, you know, you just need that time to just have without the kids. And that might be getting up in the morning before they get up so that you have just a little bit of time um, to either read your Bible, meditate, uh, just have your own thoughts without somebody talking to you and asking you 500 uh-huh. questions. You know, <laughs> that's self-care. When, think about it. <laughs> when my kids get stressed out and they have a little tissy fit, I send them to the room for some quiet time. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've sent myself to my room for some quiet time you're because like, I'm just over the top in the middle of the day. You're like, bye-bye. I'm going to my room. <laughs> Mommy needs a timeout. And I wanted to end on this because um, I wanted to mention, you know, Jenny still is feeling a little bit um, stressed about like, am I doing the right thing or not? I do think that once school starts and you've made that decision, I do think there's some relief. Now, you still may think in general, like, did I pick the right decision? But I do think like once it starts... I do think you there's a little it. bit yeah. of a like, okay, we're we're starting, you know what I mean? Like we're doing it. I think there's a lot of anticipation leading up to things always. And so just know that and maybe that will help you kind of be like, okay, it's okay. And um and I found that once I made the decision, even though it could be like, I don't know, I don't know, um, 
that that really took a lot of pressure off, even though I still was like, I don't know, is this the right thing? It's the best decision that I can make at the time. So either you have to know yourself and you have to know your children and you have to know what the school district is doing. And I think when you evaluate with all of those in mind, it will help you to make the best decision. And you cannot compare to everyone else because even like like your system is different than my system. So even if we were like, the very the same and our kids were the same and the same age, your school system is already starting remote no matter what. Well, that makes a big difference. So you guys have to realize that yes, it is good to kind of like talk to other people, but you have to know that like they are not the same person. They're not in the same school district. Even if they are in the same school district, they don't have the same children. And so you know the best, I feel like moms know the best um, thing for their children and for themselves. And so, and know that it's okay that if you feel like you can't take on homeschooling, that you're like, I'm not meant for that. Like, I know I was not meant to homeschool a first grader who really needs to learn how to read. Like, that is yeah. not my strength. And so, if, a whole if she, ball game. well, right, if she's homeschooling, how is she, re- she can't read the directions. So, it looks very different than. Skyla homeschooling because she can actually read the questions, which means that means I have to be sitting at the Mm -hmm. computer, which would look very different from your kids homeschooling. So my whole point is it's not apples to apples. Like you have to really think about what capacity you have, what's going on in your life. You may have a newborn, like, you know what I mean? Like how are you going to have a newborn and try to, you know, breastfeed or I don't know, put the baby down and screaming. And then you're like, Oh, let me teach my kindergartner and my first grader. And you know, so um, (laughs) I'm actually get on their zoom meetings at the right time. Yeah. There's a lot, there is a lot to think about. And so I just want you guys, I want to end with that and just know that, you know, deep down, Um, what is best for your family and only you know that. So anyways, Jenny, I always have so much fun having you on the show. I know this was very, very casual. Um, I just hope that moms kind of just walk away from this um, feeling like they're part of something. Um, Even if you don't have friends that are kind of going through this and you feel alone, I hope that this, you know, conversation makes you feel included and just know that, you know, all of us moms, especially school age kids are going through this. So Jenny, thank you again for coming on. Thanks so much, Amber. It's always such a pleasure to come on your show. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.